Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. What a report uh, coming from ESPN MLB insider Jeff Passan today, Rob, on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, talking about Shohei, here's what he said. I've known Shohei Otani for like five years now. Oh, and no big deal. <laughs> I, I, I have I have never seen him as joyous and as happy and as engaged as he was at the WBC. And part of that is playing for your country, right? But a bigger part of that is he was finally winning. He was playing in meaningful games. This is a guy who really cares about championships. And because the Angels have been horrendous for upward of a decade now, he's never even played in a playoff game. And so if the Angels are out of contention by August 1st when the trade deadline comes, I think that he probably will move because they understand that if they don't win this year, there's no way that Shohei Otani is coming back. Mm. Rob, your thoughts? Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, He didn't quote Otani as saying that. Right. This was, and he also said he will probably. Probably. Did will, you hear that? Right. Yeah. So it's not I a would, report. That it, he's it's definitely. not right. Like that was. That's a little different. And I get it. Well, the WBC playing for your country, Chris. He was a big man and had, you know, impact, and they won and all that. And he even said it was the greatest moment in his career, which right. we were like, we hope that's not how it's going to play out, and that there'll right. be others. But I, but I think there's a combination. I really think. If if I'm the Angels, 
I got to make him a hell of an offer. And if he turns it down, Chris, I got to move him. You can't play that game of holding on to him all year and letting a guy of that caliber walk on you. I We saw it with Washington. You remember Soto was offered 440. He turned it down. They immediately traded him. Like, right, right, like that's what right. you got to do. Smart move. Yeah, right. and they got players, and he's he's not a problem with them anymore. I That's what I would do with Otani. They got a team. Some people like the Angels. I, I have to see it to believe it because I'm not buying in that they're for sure going to make the playoffs. Yeah, well, look, and Buster Olney, uh, also VSPN, he said today, Rob, on Get Up, that he thinks Otani – will get a $600 million contract in free agency. Now, I think the bidding starts at 500 Chris, so I'm not – that's not ridiculous considering Ooh. that what we talked about. He he has a bigger appeal and, you know, with Japan. A hundred million people watch that baseball, that World Baseball Classic final, Chris. A hundred million. You should be – if you're an owner of a team – how many Otani jerseys can I sell him wearing oh, pinstripes oh. or or Mets uniform or Dodgers uniform? How no many doubt. how many bobbleheads can I sell? How many uh, Otani signed autograph bats and balls and and spikes? Seriously, well, I, think, I think that Major League Baseball and obviously the Japanese uh, have their own professional league and it's it's great, obviously. Um, but I do think Rob Major League Baseball probably is also looking at. Otani can help us expand at least our popularity over there. If There's not no doubt in other ways. And um, obviously I, I think Rob over time we're, you know, we're a ways away, but over time Otani might serve as some sort of bridge between Japanese baseball and American baseball, major league baseball. Just because, I, you know, I said it after World Baseball Classic. It's like, look, the world is shrinking every day. We're in more and more communication with other countries. You know, I mean, every day, that's, that's even an understatement, you know? And I, I, I just wonder, this guy being so great, we've had great players, obviously, Ichiro and others. Matsui, right. Yeah, he's a whole different animal, even from an all-time great like Ichiro. And so... I wonder if he could do that. But, Rob, I, I agree. I think what he needs, his team could do it, uh, or the Angels, if they're smart, they would sit down now and say, look, what are you going to offer us going forward? And the Angels, you know, or they could start the conversation. Say, look, we, we, we'll sign you right now or as soon as they can for $500 million over – 10 years or whatever it may be. And if he doesn't sign it, then they got to find out, okay, what are you thinking? Are you just out of here no matter what? Or is there a chance we can keep you? And he has to, they both have to be honest because he has, I think Robbie should say, if it's about winning, if he doesn't mind being there and he likes it maybe even, but he just wants to win, then he should just say, Look, they should come up with a date, Rob. They should come up with a date where if we're not winning by such and such a date, we're not still in it. Right. Then I'm out of here and I want to give you guys a chance to get something for me. Of course, Rob, here's the thing. He's going to have a lot of control in that. You know, he's not going to go somewhere where he won't stay. 
nobody's gonna give up a, a, a ransom. No, for no, him no. When where you he know, won't stay right. Where but if won't I'm stay. the, I, you, you've heard me say, Rob, he should. I, I don't even want to sound like I'm not a Yankee homer. I'm no, no, no. Right. a Yankee fan. I think he belongs in pinstripes. I just, he's the biggest thing in the sport. And to put him um, on the biggest stage yeah. in the biggest city, and you already know the history of the great players who have played at Yankee Stadium. Right? Yep. Like, like that's that's what you're talking about. Just like Absolutely. where he belongs, right? I, I and know, I hope and it could be in that. It could I don't be, know. Yeah, yeah, it could be Los Angeles too, Chris. It could be Los Angeles. It could be the New York Mets. You know, like maybe right. that puts, pushes the Mets. Like you still have... The people from Japan Red coming Sox to New York. Even, I think. Yeah, Red Sox think need Red something. Sox. You know, like where they are now, Chris, they have nothing. They've let Mookie Betts go, Xander Bogarts go. Like they've given up their stars the last few free agent cycles. But that's why I think, I mean, obviously the Dodgers are trying to win. And I, 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 but the Yankees, Rob, just pretty much year in, year out, they're there. They're going for the World Series every year. You know, and so that's one of the reasons, in addition to it just being the, you know, the biggest city in the country, the huge market, you know that they're, if they're not winning, they're going to do whatever they can to start winning. If not, I mean, you can't ever control necessarily the World Series with right, the nature right. of the sport. But they're, but they're always trying the to win. Every Absolutely. Year. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. what fans so. expect. Uh, yep. Anything less than that, people aren't going to be happy. So you're 100%. Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think that's how they need to do it, Rob. And, um, you know, it, it's it's exciting. But he, I think he should be on the big biggest stage that we have. It, it'd be like if the uh, basketball player of that ilk, Rob, you know, a lot of people feel like, he, you know, especially if he was coming from a different country, Lakers. I mean, uh, most of our greatest players right. have played for the Lakers. Right, that's the same. same it thing would be, with the it would be, it would be the equivalent. There's no yep. doubt about it. the Lakers and Yankees are on par. Yeah, one hundred percent. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting, or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You mentioned Kevin Durant. We're going to talk about him because he spoke with The Athletic uh, this week in an exclusive interview and some eye-popping quotes from KD, Rob. And one of the things he said is this. I don't care about legacy. I used to. I used to want to carve out a lane or space in this game for myself that people can remember, but it's become too much of a thing now. It just becomes too much of a focus on other people. What's he done? What's he done? Comparisons. Before, when we wasn't doing all this debate, you know, we weren't doing all this debating, I cared about it. I'm about to be in the same breath as these top guys. It was big. Nowadays, I truly, truly don't care. I truly just want to go out there and produce, be the best that I could be, go home, hang with my family. 
That's it. Your thoughts, right? Sad. Sad. First of all, you don't need to say that. I just, you don't need to say it. Like, a legacy will will eventually come and you do your put in your work or whatever but to say that you don't care because the, the, it, it's it's not going the way you want it to go now or whatever it doesn't mean that that can't change I, I could say to KD go go talk to John Elway when he was going through his NFL career Chris before his last two years when he won the right. two Super Bowls like that how am I right does anybody look at John Elway as a loser right. N- nobody. That's how quickly things can change. So so to go through it, you shouldn't be worried about it as you go through it. There's, there's ups and downs. Things work out, you know, like uh, you, you bump your head. Things don't work out. Tom Brady went 10 years without winning, Chris. 10 years. 10 seasons. How do people look at him now? If he was Durant, tell me. You tell. How do you time, look at him now? Well, I don't think you know. <laughs> if the cheating wasn't involved, maybe I look at him differently. But you get my point, uh, Rob. I, I think this is a coping mechanism. I really do. Kevin Durant is a student of the game, and not just what I'm doing on the court in this moment. How my jab step is. How my you know, is my handle as good as it can be? Because he's always talking about, I just want to improve and be the best I can be and improve every, you know, day I go out there and play. He's a student of the game. He's a historian. He, he Rob, you can look on the internet and find Kevin Durant ranking, ranking the top five players of all time. It's Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, Olajuwon, and Magic. Now, granted, that was in 2019. Maybe since then is when he's decided he doesn't care about legacy. But my point is, Rob, he can't, I think he cares. He gets mad when people talk about what they think he feels fine. But I, I would think he cares because he is such a student of the game and the history of the game and things like that. And why I say, Rob, this I believe this is a coping mechanism. It is because right now I feel like he's like he's taking so many hits, Rob. Let's just face it. Right? He first he was in Oklahoma City and he couldn't win a championship. So he took some hits for that. Then he goes to Golden State, wins the two championships, gets the monkey off his back, is the finals MVP, and then people still say all-time greats Still say, and, and just regular people, those were easy rings. Clyde Frazier, Ralph, said there was an asterisk by there, by his name, his championships. Charles Barkley has said he's not the bus driver. Like, I think, Rob, that Kate, I think this is really KD just being like, man, I can't win with these guys. And so I'm just going to not even think about it. I'm going to get away from it. I'm not going to pay attention to it. I'm not going to read what they say on Twitter or entertain it or get caught up in it or even just publicly say, man, I, I don't care. I don't care what he said, what they said. I don't care about legacy. But here's the thing, Rob, because I think that, like you said, that's sad. I mean, in a sport, like he's not an accountant. He's not, you know, uh, even a writer, and obviously all all industries have awards and stuff, but they're not like sports. 
Like sports, the the reason you play is to win, right? I'm a horrible golfer, Rob, but you know what? I'll never go out there and just hit the ball all over the course. I want to keep score. It's going to be in the 110s and 120s and all, but I want to keep score. I always say if they're keeping score, I want to win. I, right. I just like if, if we, We're competitive. We, and all, he's, he's as competitive, if not more, than we are. We've all played. If this is just like a family around and you're having a barbecue and you're just hitting a the ball, then that's fine. You know, right. And we're not keeping score and people are running around. But if we're playing in the if game, you're on the and course, then, and there's a right, and and you're keeping, then there's a scorecard. I want to win. I want. I want to do what I can. Absolutely. And so I, I, I just think that that's what it is, Rob. And I, and you know what? I think that's smart because whatever you have to do to keep your peace of mind, we've seen. You know, now Andre Drummond, the latest, talking about he's struggling with mental health issues and he's missing their next game. And you know, th- I mean, that's you know. I'm all all for KD and anybody else, you know, whatever they have to do to be able to have their peace of mind and not get so caught up in anxiety and and what people are saying and having all these voices in your head and things like that. But I think if KD were to win the championship this year, Rob, obviously that would completely change his legacy. His legacy is already great. I mean, yeah, okay, people can say what they want about the quote-unquote easy rings, but he's still viewed as a top 15, 20 player ever, and he's still got championships and finals MVPs. Right. It wasn't and he's like, wealthy it wasn't, beyond his wildest imagination. You know what I mean? Like, But it wasn't so like he, he just played, and if he just played, say, say he played – on the Warriors, Chris and and Steph won all the MVPs. Then maybe maybe you can buy into people just saying, "Well, you just tagged along or whatever." He played great. He was voted the MVP in both those years. I would I would just live with that. You don't have to. What well, well, everyone's not going to be on board. I don't understand that. When when did we become that world where we think everybody has to be on board? Everybody doesn't have to be on your team. You know, like you don't. Chris, yeah, it's just, it's this impossible. This is a generation in everything, right? I, just, I mean, people can't disagree. Like they want to cancel you if you say something they don't like. That's ridiculous. I've always been, and I, and I say this just in in politics. There was a time where you could vote for somebody. He wasn't your choice, Chris. They became president, and maybe you're not all in lockstep with his his policies and and his stances right. on stuff but he was the, he still was elected the president and you just kind of live with it now it's the end of the world like like i right. that's the part that i don't get like okay you know if enough people don't like his policies guess what happens chris in 4 years he they vote him out right. exactly. they vote him out so exactly. we got to live with it for 4 years right and and if he doesn't do a good job to get a second term, people will vote him out, and and you just have to live with it. He's still the president, and and that's it. I I, I didn't vote for George Bush, Chris, but I didn't hate George Bush right. or think he was the devil. I didn't. Right, and I think I, and I agree with you. Uh, and look, the parties were a little closer, right. Historically, I mean, well, now, it wasn't it wasn't thing. extreme on each right. side. And I'm gonna be honest. I think quick, just quickly, it's a tangent for us, but. 
I think you've got extremists on both ends. No, it's both The right sides. and the left. Like, the m- most, most Americans, I think, are much closer to the middle nowadays than these parties are. I just, and the parties are so extreme, and that the people that run them and every, lead them, and every 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 know, vote is a, is a hundred percent on the side of the party. Like like no right. matter what it is, like not like since when? Right. right. Since when? All right. But anyway, um, Rob, here's the thing: Durant can change that if he plays. You know, if he that's the Suns win it, and then he can hopefully enjoy the whole legacy thing. Let me quickly throw this at you too. He also said this, Rob. He said about, like, he was saying, like, there's a double stand. They're always moving the goalpost, right, when they judge you. I was just thinking out loud. I don't know this, but I'm wondering, Rob, if he meant when he says they're moving the goalpost, does he, do you think he may have meant when LeBron went to Miami, a super team, and won championships, he was praised for it. He won MVPs. When I went and did it, I get, you know, I get, oh, they're easy rings and all that. And now, obviously, we t- the situations are different. He went to a team that had already won a championship and had just been to the finals, had just won 73 games, had just beaten him in the Western Conference Finals. But in principle, they were similar things. I think his path was much easier than LeBron's. But they were somewhat similar in principle. Do you think that may be what he means by moving the goalpost? The reaction being so different? Yeah, than him? I, I guess that people have. There were people who were critical of LeBron and everything. Who? <laughs> I think there were people critical when he went there, but they weren't. I mean, once he won it, Rob, I thought it was praise all around, which is why I didn't criticize Durant because I was like. When he wins it and, and he may be finals MVP, the same people who were killing him going to be praising him. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's... LeBron made it, it probably the fact that they lost their first year made it feel like, oh, it was a tougher road. But they lost because LeBron didn't play well. Right. <laughs> That's true. It, they were better than Dallas. I mean, all respect to Dirk and, and, and old Jason Kidd, but come on. Miami was better than them. If LeBron's LeBron, they win that series. And so I just wonder if that's what he was thinking about. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure 
begins. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But last night, with Russell Westbrook having what many are calling a throwback performance, they beat the Grizzlies 141 to 132. And Rob, Westbrook's numbers 36 points, 10 dimes, four rebounds. And get this he shot five for five from three point land. Rob. That is the first and only time in his NBA career that he has taken at least five three-pointers in a game and hit them all. First time in his career, I would venture to say, is the first time in his life. Certainly, I mean, college, he wasn't a big scorer at UCLA. Maybe high school, obviously, the line is shorter. I guess that's possible. But it might be the first time in his life he was ever that hot. And uh, he led him to a victory. What were your takeaways from that? Well, I mean, you you got him. If you can get a night or two or a couple of them in a playoff run, Chris, where you get some some extra oomph from somebody, that was just out of – that's a throwback. Like, no way did yeah. I expect that. Not with those two guys out. Memphis had won, what, Chris, seven in a row? Like At I, home. At home, they had a huge win streak. Yeah. Uh, overall – I don't know what the overall streak was, but at home I think it was twelve straight. I'll, I'll find out what the what the overall streak was, but yeah, they were they've been playing good basketball. Yeah, I mean, I just thought like, yeah, they had won seven straight. Yeah, seven. That's what I thought. Yeah, so so just and uh, twelve straight at home. So yeah, that was a moment for for Westbrook, and I'm sure he felt good, and I'm sure the Clippers felt even better. That they could get that win and that situation and have them feel good they about him. They got to stay in the playoffs, right? I mean, you know, not fall into the play-in, right? That's why that was a huge win for them, right? Right. Um, I I took away something from it, Rob. And what I took away is that number one, if Westbrook has the ball and is like the best player on his team, he can still. I still. I don't think him having a big night was an aberration. I said, Rob, I said it when he was with the Lakers. 
this is Russell Westbrook. Right. It's not that his game has declined that much, if even at all. It is that he is not in a good situation for himself. And last night, look, I'm not saying he could lead a team deep into the playoffs as the number one guy, but he probably could lead you to the play-in. Not that that's something to shout about, but I mean, if Charlotte or uh, some other, I mean, we saw Washington, now they got Bradley Beal, but, you know, he led them to the playoffs, average a triple-double. Like a bad team, and it's his show, he could probably get you in the play-in and put up huge numbers and maybe even still average a triple-double. But, Rob, as the second guy, I think he can also be effective like he was with Durant. He was the second guy, and Durant was the first guy, and they didn't win a championship, but that was a really good team. Right. And I think I just don't think he's built to be a third guy because a third guy doesn't have the ball in his hands. A third guy doesn't get, get volume, you know, a volume amount of shots, like a lot of shots. Uh, where he can get into a rhythm, work through slumps. And Westbrook's game, his skill set is just not built for role playing. So I think if he's your third guy, which he is with the Clippers, Rob, I think you got to bring him off the bench so that you can, you know, put him in the situations where for those, you know, the bulk of his 28 minutes on the floor, he's with the second unit. And he is the man, or he's with Kawhi or Paul George, not both, but P- for the most part. And he's, you know, able to play his game. But P- they need him right now. PG's hurt, right? And uh, yeah, and Kawhi yeah. will be back. I mean, Kawhi just, you know, I, I don't know if it was a back to back, but you know, Kawhi is fine. Right, right. No, he's healthy. But, but West, I'm saying, but they won without Paul George because right. Westbrook's been playing, and that's good what I mean, that right? Second role, exactly. Second, you know, Se- as the second banana, the right. Robin, whatever you want to call it. But they need him right now. And if you're the Clippers, you got to feel like, okay, this is why we went out. I know it was an ugly start. Chris, what did they lose their first five games or something with them? Yeah. It was not yeah. a pretty picture. Uh, and people were like, oh, God, why'd you get that guy? And right. and then he has a night of uh, uh, a turn back the clock. So Westbrook, um, he could write a, book, a good story, Chris. We talked about it before. There's a story to be written. If he could perform, and I'm not like this every night. Don't get me wrong. I'm not even trying to act like he's going to do this. No. But if no. he p- can play well and do some stuff and help the Clippers, I mean, it it could change the way people look at him. Is that fair? Well, I, I don't think they're using him right. I really don't. Like, how, did, how, did, how would you use there? him? How would you when use When Paul him? George is there, when they're healthy, I would – bring him off the bench. If you want to start him, okay, but I think he's built for those middle minutes. I would not, in most nights, finish with him because he's not a good decision maker. And on that team, he's going to have the ball in his hands. And so I don't feel like them finishing with him, and I, I don't even think they need to start him. They were rolling without him before the trade or before they picked him up. Terrence Mann was starting and, you know, not that he's a true point guard, but they, they don't really need one. Russ ain't a true point guard. So, I, but I, I, don't, I don't like the way they're using him. But you're right. We'll see how it works out. Um, interesting thing last night that, that took place, though, Rob. Um, Westbrook tried to have a fan kicked out of the arena um, 
Rob G, come in, explain what happened, because he, he wasn't successful, but explain what happened. Yeah, well, Russell Westbrook was very successful on the floor. He had a fantastic game, as you guys mentioned. Unsuccessful in getting this Grizzlies fan ejected, though. According to the New York Post, who interviewed the young man, his name is Benjamin Orgel. Orgel, I use that on my team. Exactly. So according to the <laughs> New York Post, Orgel was yelling at Westbrook from his uh, seat, and at one point, Westbrook was right there on the sideline in front of him with his back towards the fans. And he says, hey, Westbrook. Russ turns around and says, what did you call me? He says, I said, Westbrook. Russ then goes to the official and security and has the fan ejected. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, you would think, oh, I'm sure this fan is just lying. This can't be right. It can, that can't be all that he said, right? According to this fan, according to the New York Post, he met with security in the back. They spoke to him. And security said, quote, look, we verify what happened with Russell. You can go back to the game. He only missed a few minutes of action. And you know what? Bravo to, to security, Rob G and Chris. Bravo. You can't start throwing people out for that. I, I'm with you. I mean, come on. And Kyrie's been trying. Did he get one fan ejected? He's just trying to get another one. Was trying to get another. Look. If if you want to start ejecting, and obviously the the arenas aren't going to do this, thankfully, Rob, as right. you said. If players can't handle someone calling them a derogatory name that, you know, that's not going to get your family. That's not fam- dirty. That's West, not racist. Right, right. I'm so. Non-threatening. Come on. Come on. Come on. I mean, again, Rob, this is what we we brought this up with society. I mean, people want you canceled. This is really just a microcosm of this society today. You, you can't call somebody Westbrook. I mean, like, like what is what, what? It's like a creative name. What? <laughs> just like it's funny. It's funny. It's creative. It makes a statement. And Rob, I'm. I, Look, when they used to, Patrick Ewing used to have to try to play when fans brought bananas and, you know, like that stuff. Do you remember in college, Chris, there were signs. Patrick, I bet you can't read this sign. Like that, like that stuff. They were throwing banana peels at him. I mean, are you kidding me? That's racist as hell. Right. But if it's not racist, nothing like that, like. Non-threatening. Really? Right. I'm just. But thank God, though, that the the security people reacted correctly, which is go back to go back. I'm starting to wonder about some of these players. You can't handle somebody. I mean, if I'm playing was playing and they boosard, (laughs) boo, right? There you go. Like I want you. I can't handle that. Chris, you heard that when you were playing. That sounds good. You should patent it, (laughs) boosard. I mean. I just, I'm sorry. This is like going too far. And again, it's not just the players. It is our society in general. It is just unbelievable what people just want to stroll through life with flowers thrown at their feet. And everything is perfect. And look, that would be awesome. That'll be heaven. Make sure you get there. All right. But on this life, on this earth, you will have trouble. 
You will have challenges. You will have people that don't like you. You will have people try to stand in your way and put obstacles in your path. And we don't want that systemically. But I'm talking about just individual individuals. Did everybody, Rob, did you ever have people at school that didn't like you? Yes. They right? called, they, because I was six foot nine in eighth grade, they called me Robot. <laughs> that was my nickname instead of Robert. They called me Robot. <laughs> you didn't have me ejected? <laughs> school expelled? I, said, can I mean, you, can you, I know the guy, the guy, Anthony Humphrey. Can you get Anthony Humphrey? I still remember his name, Chris, because he made a nickname for everybody, all the kids. Anthony Humphrey. <laughs> We had a woman, a teacher, Miss Glickman, and she had like a pot belly, and she had no behind, Chris, like a flat butt. Miss Glickman, and and Anthony Humphrey came up with he used to, he used to say Miss Glickman. Uh, they, he called her Miss Butt in the front because she had a. Oh, she had a <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. I mean, it's life. It's life. Everybody's not going to be your cheerleader, right? So I, I'm just like I said, I it's not even just the players, although I, I would expect more from them. Come on, man. I mean, but it's just our society in general. So from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 